This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. So guys, we wanted to introduce you to a new series we're doing with You Up where we update you on the people who have emailed us in the past and where they are now and if they took our advice and how that went. Yeah, we get these uh, messages a lot where they're like, hey, so what happened with the... Like, listen... What happened We're with not, the girl where the guy was definitely cheating on her, but she yeah. didn't think he was? <laughs> and sometimes we do the live shows or I go on the road and people are like, you'll never remember the email where I'm that email and right. this is what happened. And we get the update and we remember, you know, some of most of them. I, I remember a good amount of them, but it's also like a lot of the, you know, we don't give this advice to keep score on whether we're right or wrong. We are here to discuss these things and see how we feel in relation to these. It's never like, you know, I think the worst people to get advice from are the ones that are like, well, I was right, right? Right. Like, we're not looking to be right because a lot of these things are kind of sad to be right in, you know? like Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting to know if, if we were right. Yeah, of but course. sometimes <laughs> we're not just going to share the ones where our, our advice changed the person's life for the better. Sure. We'll share the ones also where, the where you know, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we, did, we had it wrong and you guys had it the right way. Shark Tank sometimes shares those episodes where, yeah. you know, they're like, they didn't get an offer, but they're still doing well. Maybe that could be you. Okay. I don't know. It might be you. We want to hear from everyone with your updates. We, uh, where can they send them in? Send them in to UUP at Betches.com and just write in the subject line like, like, where are they now? And just give us, just to make it easier to put these together, give us a little context on which episode it was that where your email was read and we will bring it up and we will we'll be more likely to be chosen that way. And we'll do a little live update and you can hear us uh, comment on how you said it went. So let's, uh, let's, we, so this is from a very specific episode. Which episode is it? It's March 27th, 2019. And the, you can go back and find that episode if you want to listen to the full thing. And is is refusing to define the relationship a deal breaker? That was the title of the episode. So if you want to listen, we're going to play you like a, like the, the email and then a condensed version of our answer. And then we're going to read your update as to where you are now. But if you want the entire discussion, you can go back and re-listen to that episode. March 27th, 2019 is refusing to define the relationship a deal breaker. Let's hear the email. The first part of my question is for Jared, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts to Jordana. You've talked on either the J Train podcast or the UOP about how you and your girlfriend have semi-recently become official in terms of agreeing to exclusivity and using a label for each other. <coughs> You've also talked about how you don't understand the exclusively dating but not boyfriend-girlfriend status. I know you felt uncomfortable with using a label with your girlfriend for a while and eventually agreed to it because it was upsetting your girlfriend when you didn't. When you didn't, and I'm hoping you can talk about that a bit more. This well, girl has on. done a deep dive evaluation of your hold on this is I, this is you're saying uh, this is not accurate it's not to me okay well how do you say i it? know you've had a hard time calling your girlfriend <laughs> your girlfriend how do you know that maybe you know? You, i think you I, maybe because of the conversation we literally just had where you're where like my lady of the my lady evening. of the night yeah. oh maybe that's why yeah I, uh, <laughs> what could possibly think make someone well, think that i have I, issues with the with the commitment <laughs> i semi joke about that i think it's more like we're in a specific situation here but i think she's I think what this person's talking about is like putting the label on it 
and like making not but, about being with her, but just making it like. But the label to me has always thing. been no shit. Um, specifically, I'm wondering when you would have started calling your girlfriend your girlfriend if things had happened on your ideal timeline. What do you typically need from a relationship or from the person you're seeing to feel ready to use that term? Has anything in the fundamental dynamic of your relationship changed because you put a label on it or you're essentially just calling a spade a spade? Then to she, me, spade a spade. Right. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this is... and then it, is, it, already, it defines itself before you label it. Totally. And then, right. like, well, what happens is things come up along the way. Hey, you're on Raya. Right. That comes up and you go, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. And you have that discussion. There have been plenty of times with the girl that I see at night during <laughs> the evening hours the but where she's gone, ah, what, what are we doing? What's, what the fuck? I think I think like relationships are built on what the fuck moments. Right. Check ins are what the fuck. That's That's how how you move forward. Or you don't. Right. Hey, what the fuck? It's hard to bring that up. I think a lot of people's issues is to bring it up without it seeming like random or out of nowhere in a calm way. That doesn't seem like you're it's hard it's a skill. It's It's, a skill. I don't think it's it's like the easiest thing in the world to do. Let's keep reading. I asked because I'm on the other end of a similar situation. I've been dating a guy I really like, admire, and trust since early November. So that's like four or five months Mm -hmm. and we've recently agreed that we're exclusive I want to put a label on things but he's not ready I could use the area code method here but the bottom line is we're both attractive our personalities and values mesh insanely well and the sex is great the area code method is something from my podcast it's face body personality for those wondering it can be used for men as well men and women we've talked about what we both want and have both said we would eventually see a relationship with each other and I've told him a relationship is what I ultimately want he's told me how excited he is about me and that he would make changes in his life if needed to keep me around <laughs> but he, there doesn't sound like he has to make a lot of changes he just has to do one yeah. thing but he also says he feels uncomfortable introducing me to his friends at this point and has expressed that meeting his friends and labeling the relationship are things he typically needs more time to feel comfortable doing and takes very seriously he says he needs more time to feel quote unquote certain I want to be patient and understanding of his needs, but I feel like he's seen the good, the bad and the ugly of me at this point, And I'm not really sure what else he's thinking is going to change. If it's not there for him by now, after five ish months, is it ever going to get there? I don't want to force things forward and intrude in his life. But to me, it feels like we're at the point where boyfriend and girlfriend is just what would nat- we would naturally be called. The one factor that I think would be the source of his hesitation is that I'm applying to MBA programs and waiting to hear where I've been accepted. I should have an answer in the next month and I might be able to stay in the city where I live now, but it's very possible I'll have to move two to five hours away for one to two years while I get my degree. We've talked about what we would do if that happens and we both want to continue seeing each other exclusively and try to make things work. The very real possibility that the distance won't work for us is what keeps me from pressing the issue. That said, to me, it feels like agreeing to try long distance is a pretty serious commitment, serious enough to merit some kind of convenient word to describe the person he's exclusively dating and potentially driving five hours to see once a month. Cough, girlfriend, cough. What do you guys think is is causing his hesitation to put on a label on what we are are and include me more in his life should i even want to label if i have to twist his arm to get it um what do you, what do you what's the what's the verdict i know exactly what's going on Does she, well, do you want the answer it. let's hear it I, we call it running out the clock so <laughs> so it's march madness uh, it's always the most romantic answers from it's, you it's it's march madness it's always, season it's always the most at the end of the game football game basketball end of a basketball game there's 30 seconds on the clock. They run around and Make dribble sure the, the basketball. Make sure the team doesn't score. Well, they run around and dribble, and so the other team doesn't have the ball and can't score, and you run out the clock. Okay. She 
says that in a month she'll know if she's moving away or not. Okay. okay? Or whatever it is. It's five hours, whatever it is. This guy. Exclusive, uh, but no. But no yeah, yeah. This guy's guy. trying to get to the point where he doesn't have to dump for not liking her. He has to dump because of the distance. Even though he said he'd try to make it work. No, he's not going to try and make it work. This is uh, he's going to this is going to be what alleviates him because what he said is he goes he sees, says he needs more time to feel certain, okay? That means he's chasing a ghost. A lot of us have invented boyfriends and girlfriends that we're keeping everyone up to that if the per, you know the person that we're dating we're going they're fine, but they're not like the ghost that I've invented. <laughs> this guy likes you, but he doesn't like you enough to be totally committed. And he knows that there that life is going to be made pretty easy for him in about a month. So what should she do? She should end this. I, I think it's um, it's over. Well, I think this is what you're saying about the standards thing. She could be like, at this point in our relationship, this is like, this is who I am. I feel like she I'm, hasn't met her fr- his I'm friends. Right. I'm. I feel like we're at a point where I should be meeting your friends, and I feel like I'm your girlfriend. And if you don't think that, then we're on a different page, and this isn't really working out. Yeah, this is the classic like we like each other, don't love each other. She seems like she really likes him a lot. She likes the idea of having someone. Maybe he she, wa- can you imagine being with someone for five months and them not introducing you to anybody in their life and then and then really knowing who they are? Yeah, that's true. You don't really like, have a sense of who they are. Like, you know, this guy that he's been on dates and, and on hangouts. But right. Like, you know, like the, the him, him that he is around you. You yeah. don't actually know who. You've never seen him interact with friends. Right. You've never seen him interact with other things. And it's like she's likes the idea that someone is there to depend on. Yeah. And I think the thing to remember is this is like, it's not like a, it's not that great if he's not doing these things. Like you might think, like I think you, the, an issue with a lot of girls is like, we convince ourselves that like, this is such a great thing. Like once he takes us to the next level, it's going to be even yeah. greater. But like, it's not, if he's not doing those things that you want him to do, that if you were on the same page, he would be doing and that you'd both be like, just like, yeah, this is happening. Then it's not that great. Yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. like, this is so great. I just now need the label. It's not that great because exactly. he's not he, he's not introducing you to his friends. He's not integrating you into his life. So you think it's great and you think like if once you get that thing, it'll just magically be amazing. But like you said, you don't actually know who he is. And it's not that great because you don't know those things. You're not really that intimately involved with him. Yeah, it's you're exactly right. It's and what's that label going to fix? Right. He's going to be gonna the fix, same. It's going to give you a week of feeling good. And then you're going to realize, wait a minute, I'm still fucking hungry to meet this person really. Right. I don't actually have this intimacy that I think exists. The here. label's junk food. I agree. It doesn't fill you up. Got to get out of there. I want to say we've got a really fucking good podcast. <laughs> Just listening I, to I've it never, I've never I don't listened listen to it. I don't listen to it either. I, but I have to say we're going to read her update. Okay? Okay. We're fucking good at this. Well, yeah. I'm going to pat, pat, pat. Pre-pat pre- ourselves on the back before yeah. we read this. You Let know. me toot. I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. <laughs> because let's, I am, we couldn't have given her better advice. And what bothers me sometimes about people who like try to challenge us on this podcast. And like, I, you listen, I do hear back from some people like, look, especially when you say to them like, yeah, we do a dating podcast. We talk about modern day. What do you know? It's always like the most <laughs> miserable fucking person. And it's like, what What are you going to tell me to do? And like, people want you to give the answers. We gave as much of an answer as we could give. Given the information. Yeah. Given the information. And also gave her the tools to go, hey, go find out. 
Right. This is how we're going to figure out. We said a lot of important things. Um, the most important thing is she was dating a ghost. The, you know, the just, guy who, right, she didn't really know. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Want to read? Do you want to yeah. read the update or should I? You go ahead. All right, I'll I, read so it. So this is her writing in afterwards. Hey, J&J. Thanks for answering my question. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt. You better fucking tell your friends to listen to this <laughs> podcast because I was listening to that going. You're about to learn so much. Like, well, now with the update, I'm even more. You were sitting there like you had just like scored a touchdown. I felt you were like, so I fucking, fucking good. nailed it. Nailed it. Validated. Because here's the update. You hey. pieces of shit. <laughs> Whoever spread the word. Tell a friend. <laughs> I'm giving you magic here. Magic beans. I mean, we're spitting pearls. We're, we're doing a good job. Thoughtful. Caring. This is where it all happens. This is where because this is the update. 
I heard her email and our response. Yeah. You saw me. I was literally hands in the air. Rudy. Yes. Um, even though we're supposed to do this reaction after we read the email, we're sorry. doing a little out <laughs> of order. I'm it's sorry. okay. We're I getting got... the hang of this thing. Yeah, this is new. Hey, J&J. Thanks for answering my question a few months ago. Wanted to send you a follow-up. I took your advice the day after you answered my question on the podcast and decided this wasn't a relationship I wanted to be in if he wasn't willing to call me his girlfriend and introduce me to his friends. I sat down with him to have the breakup conversation and he wouldn't let me do it. He started telling me how I changed his life and he could see a long-term future with me and how I was right to be angry, etc. He promised to change, but he still wasn't ready to use a label. I decided to give him another chance. He started immediately including me more in his life and it was like an entirely new relationship. Super communicative. Called me or made time to see me almost every day. Introduced, introduced me to a ton of friends. Talked about doing dinner at his boss's house. <laughs> invited me to meet his family, etc. I brought up the label issue two more times since then, but he still wouldn't budge. I was getting everything I wanted out of this relationship except the label, so again, I let it slide. This past weekend on my flight home from Memorial Day weekend trip, I found out there was a perfect explanation for all of it. He's had a girlfriend for a year. I've seen Boom. <laughs> there we go. There it is, people. I've seen her name pop up on his phone a couple of times, but they coincidentally have the same last name, so I thought she was a relative. Yeah, that was his plan. Wow. That's crazy. She lives in my neighborhood and saw him almost as frequently as I did. It's almost kind of impressive how much time he was giving both of us. Well, the minute he had to give both of you more time, it's the minute he got caught. Yeah. I wonder how... Well, I guess we're going to find out. The minute the friends came, you know. She saw me try to FaceTime him while they were in bed together this past weekend and confronted him. He was super sketchy about it and freaked out on her for being crazy. <laughs> so she did some investigating and got in touch with me. I got the facts from her, then confronted him, and he still denied it. I finally got him to confess, and he turned around and dumped this other girl, though you should though you should note that he beat her to the punch. She was just about to dump his sociopathic gaslighting ass. <laughs> got him. I don't okay, know. Yeah. You know like, <laughs> Sounds like, okay. Yeah. He, he then tried to convince me to stay with him. Obviously, there's no way I could ever get past this and trust him again. Plus, you know, I'm really, I'm not really into sociopaths. So I ripped him a new one and told him I never want to see or speak to him again. Uh, TLDR, you were right. Too long I, didn't read. Yes. <laughs> you were right and I should have listened and stuck to my guns. Thank God that girl reached out though or I'd still be cluelessly getting fucked over. Never a good sign when a guy refuses to use a label. Consider my lesson learned. Thanks for trying to look out for me. And P.S. I got into my top choice MBA program so I don't have to move. So I like that she still misses the point. Right, <laughs> she still is like, uh, I'll never a good sign when a guy refuses to use a label. No, right. never a good sign, sign when the other things when but, he uh, hides part of his life and then continues to refuse the label. So he did have the label with his other girl, but not with her, is what she's saying. Yeah, because he saw the out. He's running out the clock. I talked about this. Like she had, you know, to him, it's the perfect situation. I'll keep her in non-girlfriendville. And then she'll be gone and then I'm out of here. But it's interesting that she said in the beginning, she's like, I sat him down, was like, if we don't have a label, I right. have to end it. And then she didn't end it. She didn't end it because she's like, I'm getting everything I want now. But again, you would say, why would he stay in something if she's like, let's just end it now. He had his out. Right. This guy is thinking she might be the ghost that he's chasing. In the beginning of my advice in the other one, when we talked in the original podcast. Right. 
we all create these ghosts of like, well, what if this is the one? You know, what if this is the one that's the best version for me? So he's trying to taste all the ice creams while not paying for anything. Okay. So you're saying... I'm saying there's someone that could say, rightfully so... That he was equally into both of these girls? Um, like why not? I don't. Why not just pare it down to one? I, I yeah. Also, is he introducing both girls to all of his friends? Like it must have been a specific. Group, I don't really I guess. understand how that is working out for him. Or he's not being honest about what he is with both See, girls. This is why we want the social media post. Yeah. <laughs> this like is the that's the insurance against this thing. Because the to he you in this world you're kind of uh, alleviated by the world around you. So like right. no one asks like. So how long you been together? If you go to my, if I went to my friends, I was like, yeah, I've been hooking up with this girl. She's going to come tonight. They're not going to go, how long were you together? When did you meet? They're going to go, right. oh, so they're just hooking, hooking up. Right. I'm like, when are you guys moving in together? What's yeah, your next the, steps? Those, those questions don't really get asked to many dudes from their guy friends. So I don't know what their hangouts were, but. Your boss's house? Like, do you yeah, talk? Just, he talk also she says he talked about doing these things. Yeah, he talked about doing those he things. He invited me to meet his family, but did you actually meet his family? Yeah, I don't think so. I, That's <laughs> what I'm saying. This guy also seems like he's got a lot of talk, not that much action. He was trying to run out the clock. He was like, the minute she's gone, I'm out of this situation. Right. I'm back with my girlfriend that lives here and she's off five hours away and I can go, hey, we should end this and I don't get caught. Right. And he's talked a big, like I'm saying, he talks a big game. I think that's another thing to relearn from this thing is that he's talking about, oh, I'm, you should meet my family, but like you never meet yeah, them. Yeah, a lot of you should. Right. You should, uh, you should um, go to come to my bosses for dinner, but you never do. Like, it's yeah. easy. I think guys do that a lot where they throw out these like. Oh, absolutely. Hypothetical things that you might be doing together, but they never actually, they never actually make the plan. A we like you should. Say you talk with your fingers, not your. Well, the effort's in your feet, Fing- not right. your fingers. Right. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, we, we should start calling these dudes we shoulds. Yeah, the we should guy. The, the we should. There's a Sex in the City episode about that. About oh, the, really? The, the Samantha gets caught with a, with a caught up with a we guy. He goes, we should, we should come. You should come to my Hamptons house this summer. Yeah. We should, we should go to the opera. We should go to this. Well, we should totally travel to Europe together. It's like a magician. You're like, look at my right hand. Right. You know, woo, and that's like, fancy. Oh, I can't wait to do stuff with your left hand. Left right. hand's doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel for her. I'm happy she's out of it. I think you have to stop. I think she's, I mean, the, the, the theme here, though, is she's so caught up on words. Right. She's caught on the we shoulds. She's caught on the you should. She's caught on the meet my parents. The promises to change. She's caught on the label. All this stuff was a distraction for this guy's not really being the things you want him to be. I do think it's real. I mean, not he does sound like he has some mental issues, but it does seem I kind of agree that it does. It is kind of impressive that in the age of social media, you're able to fully have two people. I mean, I kind of it feels like it's easier to have a mistress who knows she's a mistress. Yes, of than course. To date two people who think they're exclusively dating you seems very difficult in 2020. Absolutely. I mean, like I I mean. That's why it blew up. It can only last so long. Right. You know, like, you know, 1985, there's no FaceTime to get in trouble with. Right. Why is this person FaceTime? You could say you're at work indefinitely. Also, yeah, <laughs> that. But also, like, everyone called you in 1985. Right. Everyone called you. So if a woman called the house, you go, oh, that's my friend from work. 
Right. But in 2020... You're not getting FaceTimes from random friend from work. You're getting phone calls from like best friend from college, parents, girlfriend, boyfriend. Right. You're getting FaceTimes from like a grandparent on a birthday, a mom or dad on a birthday, and someone you've said I love you to. Yeah. You're getting texts from everybody. So it's funny that like... You know, the year set her free. Like, you know, like at another time she would have been, you know, the second family. I'm surprised he didn't just give her the label because it doesn't seem like he values the label that highly anyway. No, it doesn't seem like that. But I think I do think the running out the clock thing that I said is valid. Right. Again, because it's like, you know, I don't give her the label. I don't give her the label. Then we test it out when she goes away. And now. I'm free. Plus, maybe I feel like maybe he could make a mental excuse where if he's not actually calling her his girlfriend, he feels less bad about the <coughs> fact that he totally is not actually being exclusive with her. Absolutely. It's the small lines in the contract. Hey, we never said we were anything. You right. Know, I was just I was still dating her. I started dating you like she says they're a year in when they started. They weren't a year in. Right. So maybe he was farther along with this other girl. That, you know, girl was like, where's my, was just better. Right, at, he just gave one person, the la- was better at demanding the label. Yeah, than her. Yeah. And that's where she stands. She stands going, wow. well, why won't I meet a friend? Well, you're going to meet a friend that the other one hasn't met yet. That's why dinner at the boss was proposed, because the boss was right. the only one that hasn't met the other girlfriend. Right. The boss isn't like woven into your everyday life yeah. with your girlfriend you know who you should meet my, my great uncle my, on my <laughs> on my father's side who lives a few towns over he's a good guy for you to meet you'd have a good time with him what about your friends i don't know they do other things you've got to think though that this has got to be exhausting if he's seeing oh my both god of these girls like imagine having two families that's kind of those guys don't get enough credit they don't get enough credit i can't imagine i cannot imagine I'm barely keeping up with one. Yeah. Of you animals. <laughs> where, yeah, where are the animals? Yeah. This guy's seeing... <laughs> this guy has a girlfriend and another girl that he's exclusive I mean, with this for a gr- year. This girl has selective hearing too, though. I gotta say. She That's selectively fair. heard how I talk about my girlfriend. Yeah. She selectively heard about, oh, I, you know, and, and we do meet these people all the time. Right. She well, selectively heard what he said that made it more of a relationship than maybe it was. She, I, don't, I don't mean to blame mm-hmm. the emailer, but I, I got to say, because, and then even when she's out, you're, I'll never, you know, it shows you that the label matters. No, it matters when the whole house is burning down that you smell fire. Right. There's a lot of people that ask for advice that just want to be like told that they're not crazy yeah. or told they don't really want advice they want someone to tell them that they're they should continue not doing anything different than what they're doing that they're right or that the world is crazy not them and i'm not saying she's i don't mean the crazy word gets misused i think i think we're saying the world is as you're not the exception right you are not the exception And and i gotta say if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis this should be reason enough to share Yes, I we're mean, changing lives. We're changing fucking lives here. The only issue this girl had is she didn't follow our advice intensely enough. <laughs> Sounds like a win for the you up. I mean, gotta say, yeah, if she had gone the whole nine yards, we wouldn't be here today. But then you, the listener, wouldn't gain anything. So thank any you. Introspection, yeah, yeah. Um, 
thank you so much to this emailer for writing us in originally, for writing yeah. in, us in the follow-up. If you, if we previously answered your email and you want to let us know how taking our advice or not taking our advice went, um, please let us know. Email UUP at Betches.com and just write the date that your episode aired and generally what you were talking about um, and where, are, where you are now. Yeah, this series is going to continue, so keep sending them in. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.